Chapter Fourteen of Tom Playfair or Making a Start by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Fourteen, in which Tom goes to the theater. Shortly after six o'clock of the following evening, the brakeman, throwing open the door of the Pullman car, bawled out what sounded like, "Hydrostatic." but was really intended to convey the correct railroad pronunciation of Cincinnati. Tom seized his valise and hurried through the car into the depot. "'Why, Tommy!' cried our old, or young friend, Mr. Meadow, rushing up and catching Tom's disengaged hand. "'Welcome to Cincinnati. Glad to see you. And you look so well. You've grown, too. And you're improved ever so much.' i'm really glad to see you uncle said tom returning the hearty handshake with no less heartiness indeed i am you've changed too your moustache is very plain now isn't it and you're dressed awful stylishly i'm glad i've my new clothes on or i'd feel ashamed to walk with you how do you like cincinnati it's a splendid place tommy answered mr meadow as they walked out of the depot and made toward a street car the people are very nice and there's more amusement here than in St. Louis. Tom took a stealthy side glance at his uncle. Oh, these little boys! Some of them read characters with an intuition which humbles the widest experience. Yes, but I thought you came here to study law. So I did, but I'm kept so busy that I haven't settled down yet. You look heavy round the eyes, as if you stayed up late, uncle. Yes, I suffer from insomnia a great deal answered Mr. Meadow, puzzled to find that he was annoyed under Tom's innocent analysis. How have you been doing since you left St. Louis? Pretty well, Uncle. I made a bad start, but now I'm doing better. You see, Uncle, I'm trying to get ready to make my first communion. Indeed? Yes. I hope it will be the happiest day of my life. A few earnest, sympathetic words from Mr. Meadow at this juncture might have raised their mutual relations to a higher level. But Mr. Meadow did not understand boys. His influence on Tom, in consequence, was bad. He said, Here's our car. Jump on, Tommy. His chance was gone. He noticed a strange expression on Tom's face. It was as though the boy had received a blow. Now, there was nothing in the words of the uncle to produce this effect. But in our mutual relations, there is something more potent than words manners expression and sympathy or the want of it are the chief causes that go towards gaining or losing our influence upon one another mr meadow felt that a wall of separation had at once arisen between himself and his nephew that their intercourse hereafter was to be on the surface he fell into a train of reflection suggested by this incident and while tom with the liveliest interest of a boy in a strange city took note of everything in his new surroundings the uncle maintained silence till, at a signal from him, the car stopped at a street crossing. Here we are, Tom. Jump off, and we'll be just in time for supper. Walking to an adjoining square, Mr. Meadow pointed to a cheerful two-story building. Is that your house, uncle? That's where I board. All the rooms in the upper floor are mine. As Mr. Meadow had remarked, they were in time for supper. At which meal, Owing to the fact that two young ladies with their father and mother were present, Tom was content to eat little and contribute his share to the conversation by an occasional yes'm and no'm 
which as he directed either reply indiscriminately to either sex did not serve to set him at his ease though it sent the young ladies into a series of giggles till tom through sheer force of indignation recovered both tongue and appetite to the admiration of all present after supper mr meadow proposed the theatre tom was delighted with the suggestion and an hour later both were seated in the pit of a close building waiting for the curtain to rise tom it must be confessed was somewhat astonished by his surroundings the audience failed to impress him favorably and the sight of waiters hurrying about with their trays did not suit his ideas at all is this a first-class theatre uncle yes that is it's a first-class variety would you like a glass of beer or soda before the show begins nah said tom his disgust entering into and distorting his pronunciation and he wished at that moment that he were back at st mars the curtain presently lifted and for an hour or so he tried to enjoy jigs comic songs and what was announced on the program as a screaming farce but he found it weary work keeping amused the atmosphere too soon gave him a headache mr meadow seemed to be perfectly happy tom glanced at him curiously i'm glad i'm not made that way he thought if this whole business isn't what mr middleton calls unhealthy then i'm pretty stupid it's coarse and vulgar say uncle he resumed aloud as the curtain fell upon the screaming farce screaming actors will be truer i'm getting a headache and if you've no objection i'll go outside and take a breath of fresh air for a while now mr meadow was very dry and desirous also of conversing between the acts with a few young men whom he did not purpose introducing to tom so he caught eagerly at the opportunity certainly tommy here's a dollar to buy some candy don't go far and come back soon all right uncle tom went out as the next chapter will show he never entered the theater again end of chapter fourteen recording by maria therese